I mean, communication, I think, would be the only way to do it because you just yeah. have to be like this is the time and just practicality. Like you're sh- you're agreeing to share your love with other people. Yeah. You need to be aware when you agree to share your love. That means you're subtracting your time. from me i've never seen you reject a bevy girl you've only seen me outside of the workplace what twice ever yeah but one of which was at a bar i know but every time i talk to you you're like yeah i just had like so much vodka or whatever and i'm working on my fitness i'm doing my health thing but yet i drink like a no great healthy fish there's those (laughs) cheat days there's the two two cheat days a week but now it's a work day and even though last time i drank i don't want the scale to go up so i'm being well well I mean, piggybacking off last time, you still look great, but oh, thank you. Um, for most of you that are going to be listening, so this is part two, so part dose of episode one with Curtis. Um, we originally were supposed to talk about polyamory, and then we got into like three and a half hours of just dating topics. Girl, you asked me about the dating life of a serial monogamist. I mean, <laughs> I had I had two pages of stories. You you were prepared. I we were we went through it all. We went through, we all laughed three we and cried. a half hours. All three and a half hours. Which I promise Brad. it won't be like that today. I don't have that much to talk about this topic today. <laughs> That's okay. I literally texted Curtis and I was like, I have a hard stop today because it's a school night, meaning it's a work night for me. I have to be up at five in the morning. That's so. fine. That'll allow me to be in a cocoon tonight in my bed. Oh, I love it. I love to hear it. But I figure we'll just hop right into it. So um, for most of you that don't know or may have like missed it, again, we're talking about polyamory. So... Psychology Today defines polyamory as the practice of or desire for intimate relationships with more than one partner with informed consent of all partners involved, which I know some people might be confused with, um, what is it, polyamory and polygamy. So polygamy is actually having multiple partners. I think like being married to multiple partners, correct? Yeah, just one person gets everything versus Mm -hmm. everyone has a mutual understanding and acceptance of what's going on. Yes, and then poly... Amory is very much legal because obviously it's very consensual. Now, polygamy is not, I believe, except for certain um, sanctions of Utah, correct? I mean, maybe. I, I really I, don't know. I yeah. mean, I do know that some states do not persecute against... Um, yeah, polygamy. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen a lot today. That's okay. Um, but with polyamory, I mean, it's a lot of states still don't legally recognize any of that. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's... Definitely a more common concept. Um, you actually see a lot of it in the gay community. The hetero community, unfortunately, still has a lot of that, I like to call it the heavy Christian stigma, where that yeah. is not conventional, that's not right, should be a man and a woman with a ring and a house and a kid and a puppy named Cliff. Yeah. Meh. But the gay community, the last, I want to say decade or two, decade or two has really embraced it. Um, I know s- several people, which which is funny. I think I knew them like three, four years before I even knew mm-hmm. they were in a polyamorous relationship. Like this one guy, Jano, he's got, I think, three or four boyfriends. They all live together, cohabitate. And everyone that I know that's seen it has just been like, oh, yeah, cool. That's Jay. That's mm-hmm. Gay community is pretty accepting. I think the only time I've ever seen negative stigma pretty much has to do with the fact like dating. Like you're dating someone and then find out halfway through, well, yeah, just so you know, I do have other boyfriends. Yeah. 
I mean, when you're getting invested with someone, that should be a full disclosure, which I think is, is this going to be a one-on-one situation? Do you have anyone else involved? I mean, whenever I'm dating someone, I flat out go, are you dating around or has this been your first time out? Because I don't like, frankly, being one of many. I'm selfish. I'm territorial. Mm -hmm. I've done the poly thing, which is... I'm still single. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it's come down to. Well, and I think we're in such a time right now where we're a lot more open to like exploring, exploring what we like sexually, exploring what we like in relationships. And I think it's such a good opportunity to either confront yourself and all of these like emotions that you're dealing with, maybe whether it be like jealousy or insecurity and or just saying what you generally like in a relationship, right? So opening that door to say like, hey, maybe I love to date both men and women and this gives me that opportunity to test the waters and see if I can do it. Maybe it's, again, battling these insecurities of jealousy and that opens that door, right? Um, and so I guess my question to you is, oh, actually, there's a fun stat. So in 2019, one out of five of the US population has actually engaged in some form of non-monogamy, which I thought was really cool and interesting. So I think... But does it define non-monogamy? Because it could be like, I don't know, I hear that. I'm like, so there's that many cheaters? Is non-monogamy still considered consensual? No, so this would be consensual non-monogamy. Because I think that when it comes to, say, something like infidelity, I think infidelity is a huge, I think... um, cause of like monogamous relationships ending and also i think polyamorous because like one of the biggest things of like all the research that i've done and mind you i I did a little bit more on the lighter side of research um was that a lot of the the reason that polyamory works is because of the communication so because people are so open so say you and i were in a polyamorous relationship it's basically jackpot (laughs) jackpot hey sorry brad we love you (laughs) we really do he is amazing (laughs) i I love that you met him and you guys bonded oh he just Opened my eyes to life. Uh, uh, and he's funny and gave you so much shit. I mean, I was... Uh, Dude, just, he just trolls me all day. But it was so, like, cute. I like, know. it was romantic, but, like, fuck you. Yeah. But I'm still gonna fuck you later. Yeah. <laughs> well, it works, because that's, like, my type of, like, personality, so... But anyways, but... Pass, just so yes. you know, last episode, he was at the very end, and I'm pretty sure you heard some of this, guys. He <laughs> just gotta zoom forward the three and a half hours. Just kidding. Listen to all of it. Go to three hours and 24 minutes. <laughs> Um, but anyways, yeah. So like if we were in like a a poly relationship, right. It'd basically be, be me saying like, Hey, look like Tuesday, like Brad is coming over. So like, you've basically got something to do. So we, you know, we all like calendar it out. So there's no surprise. And I think that like, I think once in those relationships that you start hiding things or you're not honest and you're not open, like if you're, whether you're married, you're engaged in like those relationships or you have like a side, like sex partner. Like, I think that that's one of those like issues can arise. Um, so I guess, and you can maybe like shine in with your experience. And then I know that you had said your sister has a lot of experience in this field. So I'd love to know a little bit more. So I'm going to talk about as I pull my non-existent mullet (laughs) back and button it up. I, so first of all, I think most different segments of dating, you know, like um, homosexual relationships and such, mm-hmm. have a lot of negative outside stigma. Polyamorous relationships have the most inside because you're also think remember like hetero relationships, man and woman, mm-hmm. hetero or homosexual, man and man, woman and woman. But then you also get in the poly field like my sister, which to clarify. Goes by they, them, but still accepts the term sister. Just because there's, you know, no non-binary version of sibling, but I don't want to keep saying sibling and they don't care. Um, 
but like for instance my sister identified originally as a pure lesbian Mm -hmm. but fell in love with her exception which is a hetero white cis male they have a child together great happy family they've dated where she has currently she's in two polycules which are poly groups that are all wearing cohabitating together pro-loving together in a certain area or situation mm-hmm. um and then she flies out to san francisco or washington or wherever and she's with them for a uh, extended weekend or five days or something like that and she has another one in a different area and then she comes home i'm the type of person in a poly relationship where i have a primary so there's like the original couple and at the end of the day this is the sound foundation that everyone needs to respect and love in unison mm-hmm. hers is not like that sure theirs not like that their home life one of the persons from their san francisco polycule moved down and they live with them so you have my sister her husband or their husband with their child raising and the new addition is living in the household co-parenting and habitating as well well one of them from the other group still fly down and visit mm-hmm. and then there's the other one but also and you were talking about mutual respect mm-hmm. no you that it, theirs isn't even like that she has a whole dramatic situation with the person that moved down yeah had a fight broke up like there was a marriage and there was cheating because cheating was the non-consensual communication a part mm-hmm. of it and so the that one broke up and moved down but my sister's still dating the original girl that cheated. Interesting. Again, so it's like, it's not necessarily saying like a poly relationship. And again, there's no like legit guidebook. Every poly couple is different. I'm do with a primary concept. My sister does not. And everyone is a primary. She has no difference of respect, prioritization, love. It's literally equal across the entire board. Hmm. Even with the fights is like, this is your guys' business. This isn't mine. Yeah. And like, I love you and you can vent to me, but I will not get involved. So they basically separate, I guess, like the in-between emotional boundary. So like the husband doesn't get involved with the other partners in the sense of like knowing what's happening in the intricate relationship or does he... And there's the issue because no Um, one knows. Okay. It literally is every couple is writing their own guidebook as they're going because they're figuring out... I think the big issue for a lot of poly couples is not that they don't know what they want, but they have the freedom to dictate exactly the kind of relationship and dynamics they want in all aspects Mm -hmm. versus like, let's say like a hetero relationship. Like you met, right? You're like, these are the traits I want in someone. But at the end of the day, your vibe will like, there may be compromise or override the boundaries you've set because that's what you're feeling in the moment versus a poly individual literally just deciding Hmm. to a teeth what kind of person they want what kind of don't what do they want to get involved with what do they don't do they give a fuck about other couples of theirs fighting it's just so unique and i mean again i like the primary concept my sister does not i'm territorial i believe in the concept that your heart can always open love but for me i believe like there's that one most important factor yeah i mean let's be honest how many times have we said i love you and been in love and then we break up and then we're like, well, you know, there's shit, whatever. Being in love is like a 
chemistry. I mean, there's yeah. legitimate molecules that go down when you're with someone you have attraction for. Well, and it's like actually psychologically proven to be one of the most, not, I don't want to say dangerous drugs, but one of the most powerful and potent um, because of like the chemicals that we're releasing. I mean, it's basically, you know, your dopamine and serotonin levels are just jack wired everywhere. So, and that's experiencing the breakup and the, the being in love portion. And then again, like you said, right? Like we break up and we move we on again. and those, yeah. And those you same can, chemicals are released again. You can limitlessly love without, and I specifically say this, with the exception of trauma. Because trauma can obviously cause that boundary. But I mean, mm-hmm. naturally, you can love and you're made to love all these different people. It's about the match. Yeah. But as a hetero woman who is in a monogamous lifestyle, mm-hmm. your mindset is kind of like, push forward. This is how I want. This is what I'm going to yeah. do. And you may delineate a little bit, but there's a direction. Poly couples don't. They're, they're literally deciding every moment what facets they want and don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, which makes it even more complicated to find someone you love because now you have to find someone with the same mindset and the same principles. Yeah. It's no longer black and white, like straight and couples and gay couples. You know, you have to think about different dating dynamics because like my sister, her pronouns are they and them married to a hetero male. Who is he and him? Cis, well, yeah. he's okay. yeah. And so they have sex. With the one that still visits and comes down. Wait. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, the, so one of the one of them from a, a different area, not the cheater, but someone from a different state, still comes down, and they all do things as a group, one on ones. They they have the bonding individual time, bonding as a group. And now, then, does the husband have sex with the the other partner as well? The, the he... husband will have partner with that one as well. Okay, but not the his one own. that with the one that moved downstairs isn't having sex with the husband. Okay. Because the husband is not... I, I mean, I think different things, but I personally think the husband is just not attracted to the one living in the house. Mm-hmm. And that's not their dynamic. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he definitely has a type. And not in any judgment way, but he just has an attraction like that. And frankly, his attraction is very similar to, or pretty much on the dot to the person he married. Yes. Okay. So that's kind of his framework. So the other person is beautiful in their own way and very amazing in all their own rights and they get along. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they're going to have sex at okay. point. But there's no pressure for that. It's kind of like if you and I both ever feel at that point that is available. Mm-hmm. At this time, we are both not in that same mindset and it's respected. Yeah. While the other ones are having sex and there's no jealousy... In their dynamic. In a healthy poly relationship, okay. there is not that dynamic. But of course, that also depends on your experience and, you know, relationship maturity and growth. Because yeah. some people still make it jealous. And again, it's, I mean, you've had exes before that probably were jealous you hang out with guys. Oh, yeah. At, My most recent ex. I mean, it's, it's a territorial mindset mm-hmm. of a loved one. So, I mean, like, you know, there's always going to be jealousy involved in some dimension. Yeah. The thing is, are you in a poly relationship and can process that high level of maturity? Because let's be honest, I mean, I personally don't like seeing my person kiss someone else. Yeah. And if they're kissing, I'm like, I I should be the priority kiss because I want to kiss. Mm-hmm. Like, gimme, gimme, gimme. It's just our, I mean, yeah. our natural mindset is to be selfish to that dimension. So it's like, to me, I personally couldn't do a poly couple because it was just fucking too complicated. Yeah. And then, like, my last ex who wanted a poly relationship, he cheated. And he was like, 
oh no, I've been I'm poly the whole time. Like he was identifying as if it was a gender. And I'm just like, huh? He's like, yeah, no, I've always been polyamorous. I'm like, we have been together for five months. You may practice polyamorous relationships, but we did not agree upon that when yeah. we started. So a lot of these young people are definitely like trying to use that like an identifier. And I'm like, it's like a faith. Like it's something you practice and it's a daily life skill and habit. Mm-hmm. Not this is what I identify as. Like yeah. no one I know is like, I'm a poly. Like I'm in a polycule, which is a group of poly people that are in love together from my understanding. But like mm-hmm. people be stupid and selfish and people want to be like, I just want to have sex with everyone. And like that's their big thing. I'm like, poly is about loving yeah. multiple people in basically, I like to call them like a, Mm-hmm. A hippie, a hippie uh, compound. Like you just love each other, and it's good energy and care. It's it's a partnership. It's a union. Mm-hmm. Talk about like work union. You know, bitches work hard. <laughs> you know what? Actually, <clears throat> excuse me. You know what? I actually, found out today is uh Do you know who Willow Smith is? Will Smith's daughter. Oh, I love her on Red Table Talk. Yes. So she did is you... real as shit. I loved it when she shaved her hair because she did not want to perform her song hair anymore. She's I love her, but she so she um, is polyamorous, um, and so they I think did an episode that basically kind of went into to her kind of like love situation and how she was saying she's like yeah it was you know difficult basically to open up and how she's the only one within her friend group that is the only one that is open to polyamory and how like basically her her mom was saying, well, it seems like all of this is about like sex. And she goes, says the cheater. And, oh, exactly. <laughs> I go, I'm like, says the woman that was in an entanglement with August Alcina. Who's, hey. I mean, I love red table talking the three of them and she has some yeah. great shit to say, but, but that fucking hypocrite. Me mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but it was quite interesting because I think that that's like a lot of people's kind of understanding of, of Paul, like any type of like poly situation is that it is about sex, right? Cause all they see is, Oh, you have multiple partners. How could you possibly love more than one and whereas like i can understand that argument because i think that that question gets brought up a lot right it's can you love more than one person at at a time and i think that it is possible for some while i think for others it's not and i also wonder that for the people that it's not is it because they're not a right not willing to open up to the idea or b that they truly 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 think that we are meant for one person, right? Because I think that as more like science progresses that a lot of people say like, well, monogamy is kind of like falling to the wayside because one of the biggest reasons for divorce is, um, um, why can't I think of the word? Finances? No, no. Break, uh, cheating. What's the infidelity? Uh, thank you. Infidelity was the word. <sighs> it's my favorite word. That's I love- why I know it. I just, it's fun to say. It. I know. Like I, it was like at the top to my tongue, but yeah, but so that was like one of the biggest reasons, right? Well, it is, well, in Orange County, it's money, but for I mean, the, real for housewives the are all fucking here. That's why. Dude, 70, 72% over here. Yeah. Divorce rate. Hey, yo. Everyone wants that waterfront property. Straight up and nobody making money. Anyways, not the point, but the point is, is like, right, like, so then I want to know in your sister's world, right? Like, well, for you, right? You like genuinely tend to love one person at a time. And like, obviously you're, you're more open to having more partners in the sense of like, Hey, like I really trust and respect this person regardless. But then your sister obviously loves everybody equally. So has she kind of like talked about that or have they talked about that? So let's address something first, because I honestly believe everyone Mm -hmm. can love multiple people at once. Okay. I think what it comes down to is your upbringing, because I don't want to say your parents, Mm -hmm. but like your mindset of a relationship is evolved from what you've been exposed to and been around. A lot of Catholics 
stay in a Catholic style relationship. Yeah. You know, and so I think the fact that if you grew up with very heavy focus on monogamy, yeah. you may love other people, but you're going to be like, this is the person I chose to love. And so if a new love starts developing, that's when you shut down, you know, unfaithfulness, mm-hmm. like unfaithfulness. Yeah. And so I think that because we're in the mindset of monogamy, we're having this little shield up where like you're resisting that temptation or shutting it down. Cause let's be honest, Brad started talking to a girl and they were getting too close. Probably Bram. Like at some point, if they're getting the point of like cuddling on a couch kind of shit, you'd be like, Hey, what's going on here? We've got really close, it's comfortable. You'd be mm-hmm. like, well, I get that. You can choose to keep like that, but we need to assess us because you're either going to one, you guys can be friends. You just can't continue that level yeah. because it looks inappropriate and it honestly feels a little disrespectful because when you're with someone you love, you should be investing those feelings to one person yeah. stereotypically. Or he brings up the conversation like, well, I have feelings too. I want to think about us. Like, what you're exposed to decides it. So, I mean, like, if he's exposed to just monogamy, you mentioned that. He may be like, okay, you're right. This could lead somewhere and I chose to love you and end things. Mm-hmm. Or he was exposed to other things and is like, you know what? Let's talk about this. Like, yeah, there's a thing. If you want me to end it, that okay, we can have that discussion. If you want to entertain the three of us because you also, like, are homies her with her like that and have... Had some drink makeouts. I don't know. The conversation is always weird to start. Sure, sure, sure. So, I mean, like, I think everyone can. It just... How you were raised and exposed to things changes what you're willing to do. Yeah. Now, my sister would love people. She just... <laughs> their relationship... I respect it. Honestly, their yeah. couple goals... Um, like, they've had two children... Um, one of which my I, my niece I adore. We, our birthdays are really close together, and she is she is an Aries child. She is a who <laughs> like I want to say she's ten or eleven, smart beyond her years. Where like we could be sitting, and she would throw the shade that would just make us speechless. She is a savage, and currently discussing her pronouns. How old? She's like ten or eleven. Okay, but like she started the conversation saying I don't identify as she or her sometimes, and angers me. And then said, you know what? I will respond to her or they or them. Those are the mm. pronouns I choose. And we all respect it. I mean, at the end of the day, developing or not, like I believe if a child wants to do something that is not dangerous, mm-hmm. let them learn and figure their shit out. Yeah. So their relationship, I, she's dated the most. or Charlie, my sister, has dated the most. And I've probably seen like revolving, I want to say maybe a dozen people Yeah. Um, in their relationship life. And none of them have been involved with the husband. And that's fine. Like he's he's been like, you know, most people are on these apps, for instance, and all the apps are the young groups that are misconceiving the concept of poly and think it's all about hooking up versus they're focused on relationships and partners. So even like finding someone or being able to have that conversation because let's be honest sitting at a table you don't know the people who's going to start talking about I'm Polly mm-hmm. like a lot of people are worried about the conservatives and judgment and like comments on living their lifestyle yeah and apps are no better um, but Charlie's always just been about free love and 
I think they they unfortunately lost their youngest uh, to cancer. So like they mm-hmm. stopped and just really focused on each other because they were like, we need each other. This is what we got to do. So in a way, they they kind of blocked off meeting new love. But yeah. I think it was like like an animal, you know, in heat or uh, hibernating or an animal in danger. Like you huddle up mm-hmm. and you try to gather your shit together. And then Charlie starts dating. And he just meets a bunch of people. I want to say currently has maybe anywhere from five to ten significant others. Wow. And they all respect each other. Even the ones that fight, like they have their, or that broke up, had their beef. But they're not around each other. They don't talk crap. I've talked to one of them about it. And they gave me just the straight facts. Which was the same kind of facts anyone else would be like, this happened. Then they had an encounter with this person. The encounter was sexual. I did not consent to that conversation. You know, it wasn't like you were talking shit about someone. It was very much, this is just straight what it was. We have different perceptions on what happened. And one of us felt hurt by it while the other did it. Yeah. And we separated. Interesting. But Charlie doesn't get involved. I, I haven't really talked about it with Charlie. Um, just because, you know, it's not my relationship. It's not my business. Part of me wanted to be like judging the character. Like, how could you, like, this partner is so amazing. Why could you let this happen to them? And I'm like... One, I'm hearing one perspective, which I don't yeah. even know is the whole thing on. And two, like, it's none of my fucking business. Like, every relationship, people need to stop getting involved in other shit. It's like, true. But are we they love happy? the cool. drama. Oh, girl, I got MTV for that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. to key, my shit. Yeah, you know, y'all like, trash TV. Well, I was telling a girlfriend about this. Like, she was, I mean, not really poly related, but she was having, you know, relationship issues or whatever. And she was asking about, like, the perception of our friends of her significant other. And I basically go, it doesn't matter what anyone thinks. I could think one thing, three other people could think another thing, but you're going home to that person. If I love them and they hate them, at the end of the day, you go home. In five years from now, you and I aren't friends. Like, what does my opinion matter, right? Like, so you just have to think about even in your, like if you're exploring Polly or if you're questioning your sexuality, like what is going to make you happy? Like, right? Like, wh- what well, do you I mean, go home to? Too, like, that experience in itself just tells you about your friends. Because, for mm-hmm. instance, me, like, one of my roommates hated, detested this guy. Yeah. He was the, he literally, like, at one point told her to go make him a sandwich. Which, I know is the running joke, but, like, the way he said it was disrespectful. Sure. And she's very much, like, does not stand for that shit. And she went to do it. And at that point, I hated the guy because the way he just spoke to her was very much, like, mm-hmm. alpha male, you do what I want kind of shit. Yeah. And she didn't, she really didn't know about it for like a year and a half or like, and they were together five years. Yeah. And she's like, why didn't I ever know? I'm like, uh, well, I don't have to like him. I'm not going to be his friend, but that's your boyfriend. I'm not going to disrespect your relationship. You can vent to me and I'll be a voice of, you know, reason with you. And I'll tell you my opinion unbiased. Like Mm -hmm. I will put my feelings aside for this situation as your friend. Yeah. And I will not let. The times you talk to me, shit about him. Yeah. Change my decision. Because let's be honest, as friends, we spend most of our time venting to our friends. Yeah. And so they hear mostly the bad shit. So they don't know the good. And you know, like, let's be honest, I don't give a fuck if I hear the good shit about him. He's still a piece of shit to me. Sure. But it's her relationship. It's not my business. I'm like, yeah. I love you. You're my friend. If you're, ha- say you're happy with them, okay. As long as there's no physical abuse, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And they were together several years. And when it ended, I was like, Told you he was a piece of shit. Okay. That's the only time I'm going to bring it up. Yeah. 
And cool. How are we going to fuck his shit up? Do you want me to slash the tires of his motorcycle, put salt and sugar down his gas tank? Girl, I, I was legit ready to go crazy. Like, I went to the store and bought shit because I was like, he's at work. Let me go to the garage and fuck shit up. She didn't let me. I had never been in this place, so I couldn't even just, like, drive mm-hmm. on over. So mad. But, um, yeah, it's not their business. So, like, Polly relationship should just honestly yeah people mind your own fucking business because if someone's happy with several people cool guess what they can love two people and two bitches can make them dinner hey they lucky and you know what more sex cool i think honestly it's just well, like fulfillment too if your one partner is not satisfying you on one end right yeah it's it is like medication and it is like golf clubs there are several different kinds out there there are several different kinds of swings. Mm-hmm. You get what works for you. Yep. If being in a poly relationship makes you happy, cool. If being asexual and just alone makes you happy because you don't find that for cool. you, cool. You know, like, people just want to be so involved in other people's stuff. And, like, mm-hmm. poly people, every couple is trying to figure out their own thing. Because relationships are hard with just one person. You're juggling with multiple people. Then you have to focus on the interactions. Yeah. And so I've never, I mean, I've seen over a dozen easy different poly relationships and actually got to discuss things. Yeah. I, I've never seen one that's the exact same. And it really also depends on the kinds of personality because some personalities are all the same. Some are different. You know, you mix mm-hmm. that and it's, it's just like a science lab. Every time you add one drop of the chemical, the whole formula changes and you get different outcomes. That's such a great analogy. <sighs> I just was thinking of lots of science lately. My yeah, friend keeps that. preaching to me about molecules. The one I was telling you mm-hmm. about because I'm like on that new med and I was like, <sighs> and he's like, tell me about how science works. I'm like, don't, 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 don't. I and like this. Now. He can talk into the phone. I'll look away. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll reel you back. So then, so I have a couple questions on this. So, in Charlie's relationship, I want to know so two questions. Ready? Yes. I don't know why that was like so intense. Ready? Um, so long. I would love to know how when Charlie and her and they's husband. Sorry, I'm to, for I'm, the record, Charlie is very forgiving about okay. the pronoun. So if we refer to her, she 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 has given me consent to do so because she switches through all of them. Yeah. So. I just, I want to get it right too, because I think that we're all learning and also. She I, has switched back between yeah. she and them at least four times in the last year. Okay. Uh, and I've got his consent as of last week to say any of them. So <laughs> I'm, I'm right. going to just switch between all of them. It's going to, it's going to be an interesting night. All right. All right. All right. Well, when they're all maybe like as a polycule, correct, going out and say they're all at a party. Is there an intro- like a, a way they introduce or is it more so like if I were like, you know, bringing Brad around like, oh, this is my boyfriend or like sometimes people say partner or whatever. Is there, is everybody a partner? Is everybody have a title? Like, how does that work? You know, so, I mean, we're social, so we'll have big gatherings and stuff. Yeah. So everyone is aware, like all okay. our group of friends know and respectable right off the bat honestly the biggest issue has just been the pronouns because if we meet a new partner sometimes they've had different pronouns and it's an adjustment um like one of them uh their pronouns is they and them and they go by dragon like that is their identifier Mm -hmm. and you know like again it out of left field completely different you don't know um when i've seen them around because they've gone gone on dates the uh group of them plenty of times and they all look fabulous um Mm -hmm. Charlie will 
will always identify the husband as the husband. Mm-hmm. Just it's legal too. It's just the title and the rings yeah. are there. Um, there's been times where I've seen Charlie introduce the others as just like, this is so-and-so. Okay. And you've just, it's not like they've hidden the title, but like you plainly see them interacting as a couple. And if you actually know them at all, you that's one of the first few things you learn about them. Because we they'll just casually bring it up, just so you know, I'm in a polyamorous relationship. If you hear me bring it up, or I'm not cheating, like this is what's mm-hmm. going on, they know. So you already are in the mindset and you kind of just figure it out. Okay. I, sometimes the word partner comes up. Sometimes, you know, like I've seen Charlie reach for the hand and like gr- like show the other person that like they're together and do it non-verbally. Me personally, um, I, I like to stick with the title. Uncle, this mm-hmm. is boyfriend. This is my boyfriend. This is my boyfriend. But if I'm in a, a big group, I just say partner because boyfriend is a singular term. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people oh. connotate. And it's unfortunately like a lot of people already assume gays or hoes. So as a gay man, me saying that really raises no red flags of shock. But if you see a, a woman do it, even lesbians, they have a harder stigma of judgment mm. against poly relationships. But I mean, like, gay couples don't get that real stigma. You get people that are bummed because they're like, oh, I thought it was just going to be you and me. Yeah. But I've never seen people judge on poly relationships in the gay community. The straight community and lesbian community likes to hate. <laughs> hmm. And what about, like, physical touching, right? So everybody's out together. There's a husband. There's the partner. Who is it weird to touch multiple? Do they all hug each other? Like, do they all hold hands? Like, I'm trying to think. Like, do they, are they all kissing? Like, what so one with kiss one? them? I don't want to say like there's favorites, but there's mm-hmm. it kind of in there in Charlie's polycule. It's very just natural. Mm-hmm. I've seen the husband hold hands with one, the husband hold hands with Charlie. Because one of them is newer and I haven't been exposed. I haven't really seen the other's interaction too much. But yeah. it's dinner table. Sometimes they're all holding hands. Sometimes they're just sitting casually. I mean, it. they they really don't do anything consistent. Okay. <laughs> they literally just go with the flow. Sometimes they'll be all cute together and like walk in like pairs of two. Oh. Like holding hands or like, you know. But it... It's literally so simple. It's Mm -hmm. weird because it's like as adults, you look at this concept and you're like, it's so complicated. Yeah. But looking at them is like low-key looking at like the Rugrats. Like what they're doing, like they're doing so many big things, but it's just so simple. Mm -hmm. Like you're just like, I'm with the person I care about. I'm just going to be happy. Gotcha. Versus as an adult, we're like, how do I interact? Even you, like with the questions, like how are they holding hands? How are they on dates and this and that? We think all those steps. And they just love in the purest form where they're just with the people they care about. Yeah. And they're just like, the need feels to hold your hand, hold your hand. And sometimes like Charlie and their husband, um, they've gone through things like, especially like the loss of their youngest Mm -hmm. that the other won't get. And they kind of respect it. And like, this is something you guys have connected. Mm -hmm. You guys. Okay. Come when you need us. Yeah. So, and even like, because some of the couple or the pairings will have experiences together that the others didn't. And they all, rec- in theory, recognize it and, you know, just accept that that's something you guys have experienced. That's not our relationship. That's your relationship. Mm-hmm. But then again, like you have the jealous people that don't understand that connection is an experience between them. 
So just because you're experiencing something doesn't mean everyone else is entitled to it. Dates and trips don't have to be the whole group together. Mm. It can be just two or three of them or whoever's free that weekend. So, I mean, it's it, it's so complicated now to do. But, I mean, honestly, it's just so simple if yeah. you're able to put your, like, ego aside and you're with people that genuinely match your wavelength. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's the other thing, too, is some people have the personality where they, like, several different kinds of people yeah several different kinds of energy versus like their group is all just the same wavelength so it's very natural and fluid some people when they do the multiple different kinds of people they're into there's that tough dynamic but then again too many people the same way like let's say everyone's a beta wolf no fucking alpha wolf well everyone's gonna fucking eat each other because ah, eh, there's no leader yeah so I guess that brings me to my other other question. So one of the big common denominators that I found within like the when I was looking into this was that a big issue is timing. So the more partners you have, the more time you're allocating to other people. Now in your sister's relationships, what's the allocation look like and how do you make time for multiple people, especially when you have a kid? Because from what I understand is like when you're already a parent, it's tough enough, right? Like that's of one relationship, one child. Such a hard question. I know. I mean, honestly, I through observing can tell a few things, but frankly, when it comes down to it, it's like being a parent for the first time. Mm -hmm. Just fucking figure it out. I mean, it really comes down to communication because like, you know, everyone has different schedules. I think their group somehow makes it work. One of them lives in house yeah. and two that and Charlie and one of them li- uh, work from home. Yeah. So they get that time together and one of them comes down on the weekend. So like, it's kind of like at the point where like the one that comes down on the weekend, like put a little more focus into that. And the husband comes home after a work day. So like there's that. So they've made that time. I have no. Have you seen? Um, oh my god, on Hulu, it's a film on the creation of the Wonder Woman comics. No, I haven't seen it. I'll have to send it to you. So yeah. the guy who created Wonder Woman um, was in a polyamorous relationship. Mm-hmm. He was a professor, I think, at some point. His wife and him started this something together before the comics and then this mistress came in and actually just became a part of their relationship oh like they had kids he had kids with both of them wow like so we'll uh yeah so when you pass that to me well i can like link that out in the show notes too so for anybody that's interested can go and click through and like either like watch or review so or good. look into it but i mean like so I have no idea how couples cohabitate with the same schedule do it. Because, like, let's be mm-hmm. honest, get off from work. work is, on average, a nine-hour workday. Mm-hmm. Get home from nine hours, like, what, have breakfast together. You're all sitting together just eating or getting ready. Really no time in the morning. Mm-hmm. You go work all day. You come home. In theory, you should have four hours before you go to bed. Yeah. Like, I have no idea how couples do it. I feel like the couples that are just fine with the fleeting moments are just great at it. But like, I think Charlie's polycule is just blessed to have innately the proper timing so everyone can get their time. Mm -hmm. And they're all phenomenal at communication. So they're, I mean, communication, I think would be the only way to do it because you just have to be like, this is the time and just practicality. Like you're you're agreeing to share your love with other people. Yeah. You need to be aware when you agree to share your love. That means 
you're subtracting your time. Mm -hmm. It is not a word like, oh, yeah, you can have them too. No, you're literally giving money away. You're giving your person away. That is less you have. And a lot of people don't really get that. So I think that's where a lot of poly relationships fail um, because they're like, why do things have to change when we add another? God knows how many freaking pinned conversations of group chats Charlie has. I don't know how they do it. Well, I, I can think... I can't even talk to someone enough to date right now. Like let alone be in a relationship, let alone be in Charlie. Please tell me it is around 12, but 10 or 12 people like you know, it's that's, a lot. And that's that's what I think about all the time, right? It's like I barely have time to even text my sibling for another back, like especially lately like having an agency job, like I look at the like it's like every other hour that I can like text back and I'm like I mean for I'm always on my phone. Well, I have to be for a social, right? But think about how often or like how many times like we've texted and I get back to you like seven hours later or like the next day. Exactly. And, and I don't mean to, but it's like I have to leave everything unread in my inbox because I just have to like mentally allocate time to reply to somebody. And sometimes I'll skin through just to make sure it's not like super, super important. But for the most part, it's like going back into these conversations and really having these like intricate bonds, which like for me is what I think about in a relationship. And I think that... I have a harder time not like understanding, but opening my heart to that concept primarily because the kind of like love I seek and need is somebody who is like so, so invested and so um, like a, a true like conversationalist. I think when it comes down to just like communicating via text and phone and in person. So like thinking about having those conversations over and over again with multiple people would I would feel drained, but that's also because I'm stimulated for nine to 10 hard hours during the day. So like anything past the one person is like, it's way too much. Girl, I have a lot of downtime and I made the mistake to have my best friend who I mentioned before is wifey. Yeah. Um, Add me to her group chat with her two other best friends Mm. that live in Canada and Jersey, which for the record, I am so grateful because they are amazing, funny human beings. But I wake up to 300 text messages at 7 a.m i legitimate they know that i will not read those because it has caused me so much anxiety to wake up to that many messages Mm -hmm. and i'm like i can't even read it because then they're still texting so every time i backtrack yeah and it loads the new pages and sets me to the start Mm -mm. that angers me and triggers me and i already got enough issues Mm. but like technology has really given us the ability to have these couples and stuff because let's be honest if you live if you dated two different guys from like first, like on different ends, that's still a lot of work. Yeah. Let alone Dating different one cities. is still a lot of work. Exactly. So it's like there's, I don't know how they do it. Mm-hmm. I think honestly it has to come down to you have to cohabitate to healthily do it. Yeah. Or not healthily, but to, to master it more. I don't know. It's just so complicated. Yeah. And it's like... Uh, I get it. It works for some people, not for others. I think I was just trying to figure out, like, I was putting myself in the position with my, like, load now. And then, obviously, it's, like, the work, the spin, the gym, the friends, the boyfriend. Like, where am I finding time to even add anybody else? I mean, we last filmed how many weeks ago? Recorded? Probably two and a half. Yeah, like, I'm... not. Maybe two and a half? Maybe almost, like, even three. But it's, like, how much time did both you and I even have between that? Exactly. And... You know, like I have a lot more time than you. I pretty much my schedule is work, gym. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much my only obligations each day. But that's still like I start work eight ish, yeah. and then I get off at five thirty, pre workout, gym. I get back home eight fifteen, 
And then in theory, I should be asleep by 10 or 11. Yeah. It's like, where's the time to even go have dinner with someone? Like I tell everyone, like I will not yield on my gym schedule. Yeah. Because I work out with my roommate and like, yeah. it's my past. So like if I don't go, she can't go, which I like because it keeps me committed. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, these are like, this is not yielding. Like I'm not yielding whatsoever for anyone. You got to adjust or you're out of luck. Yeah. Which then like who's going to want to meet up at like. 930 at night and some people some people do like some people i ain't find going that to time. a bar by the way i did find the name of the movie okay lay it on us the movie is professor marston and the wonder woman okay and it on is hulu? on hulu it is also on hulu um <laughs> phenomenal 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 and you get to see a lot of the interesting backstory that's really cool. But okay, you know, I'll have to look it up, guys. I don't think I have Hulu. I might have to just. Girl, sign I'll give up you for... my login. Shit, fuck it up. Okay. <sighs> oh, second. So, second question that I had was. Third. No, whichever question doesn't matter. Seventeenth <laughs> question. Which is letting them know that at least one of us can count. Yeah, it's it's fine. You guys, I'm a marketing major, not a math major. It's fine. <laughs> um. So, in the conversation of kids, right? So now they have a 10 or 11 year old that she's already starting to understand. Um, pronouns. She, pronouns. Okay. I forget. You already told me. She, she goes, she goes, she, uh, she, her, they, them. Okay. S- starting to understand pro- pronouns. So how do you introduce a, a poly relationship to, you know, like a 10 year old who's still not even maybe understanding like sex or a normal relationship? Do you know? Once they have that conversation, I will bring my sister. Because honestly it's just interesting like i've seen my niece with them and their dynamic and like like my niece smart like she picks up on context clues so well so she knows i think that mommy and daddy have significant others okay I, they were from my experience they respect the institution of marriage when she is awake and present, like mm-hmm. they don't, it's not like, Oh, she's asleep. Everyone have an orgy kind of thing. But like they, our group of friends and everyone is just very touchy people. Yeah. And so like there'll be kisses on the cheeks or pecks on the lips. And a lot of our friends are European. So it's, it's very in this household, not out of the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, She's just raised to respect everyone and call them by their name and not as an identifier in the sense like, oh, your mommy's boyfriend. Oh, your mommy's friend. Mm-hmm. Like me and a handful of others are recognized as aunt and uncle kind of thing. But she's always just been raised to you talk to the person you're, you know, like you love the person, not any specific identifier. Mm-hmm. And mommy and daddy love other people too. Yeah. And so she knows. I I honestly don't ever think there's going to be a hard conversation about it. Mm-hmm. I think that it, she's just figuring it out. I mean, this kid, like two, three years ago, wanted to talk about pronouns. And yeah. t- talked about gender fluidity and being pansexual to me. Mm-hmm. Is and she I, just learning online or in school? I'm curious. You no, know, she goes to a very, like the Montessori's. Okay. So she's very smart. Like that... That chain of school just teaches brilliance. I have a friend that actually teaches at one and she said it's insane because she went from like a traditional kind of like preschool to that. And she's like, I do three languages in kindergarten from them. Like they are smart, but they are pushed to excellence in a good way. 
Well, I think they have a more European style of basically raising the child too. Because again, you don't coddle. You're not like, oh, little Johnny, like, are you doing okay? You're crying. You basically just say. Fucking Gen X. No, you're just like, (laughs) yeah, but you're like, okay, well, you're going to basically pick yourself up. You're going to stop crying. You're going to figure out the problem and go from there. And I'm sure people, again, have their own views on that. I totally get it. But If you want to invest the money in Montessori for that kind of education, it is your choice. Just like a relationship, it is your choice. People can fuck off. Yeah, yeah. I think, again, everybody's always going to have an opinion, so I just want to at least well, make it clear. Yeah, that everyone can have their opinion and they can shove it because <laughs> it's irrelevant. Saucy ass. But, yeah, no, I, I, their yeah. conversation, I just, I'm like, I'll, she, she would like to come, so she mm-hmm. would definitely will be uh, bringing these conversation topics up with you. I would love that, honestly. She was so excited. She's like, just let me know when you do your episode. Like, I would love to figure out the schedule sometime. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. I was like, of course. Like, you got a lot to say, but... Uh, no, I mean, my niece has just been really receptive to just picking things up as they go. Yeah. Because her parents are kind of figuring it out as they go. Mm-hmm. And they always make sure that she's not uncomfortable. Awesome. If there was, like, I think the big hard-line rule is yeah. if anyone is brought in and the child has issues, they're gone. Oh, great. So if there's issues with the husband, that's not a definitive get the fuck out. But if something were to happen to the child... In any negative capacity, that's that's your kiss of death from the relationship. Yeah. And, I mean, that's especially, like, even more so since they've lost a child. Mm-hmm. Like, their value in family is just shot up astronomically. I mean, yeah. to lose, like, a 9-month-year-old or 11-month-year-old, you know, like, no parent should have to do that. So, that's their fine line is just, you don't mm-hmm. fuck with my kids. Yeah. No, that's that's definitely beautiful. But... So, and I'm really sorry that she experienced that. That's where they yeah, experienced I mean, that. Yes. I keep I mean, catching myself. It's, you know, it was an interesting time. It was a very mm-hmm. sucky time. But, I mean, they're happy. We okay. always remember. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Um, in the terms of, I guess, somebody maybe that's opening the door to uh, being polyamorous or really, like, thinking about it. I know that, obviously, like, you have had the experience, but... I guess like what was your turning point or when did you know that you were open to the idea or like, I guess, how do you recommend people like step into the door? I honestly think it's like a cold plunge because let's be honest, if you're a poly person or not, the conversation is never easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just one, it's like a bandaid and you got to do it obviously with respect. I think if you're, if you're already in a relationship, I really think you need to, one, have a conversation with the person and just be like, hey, I was thinking about us and just evaluating it. And to be clear, not trying to break up, but like, what exactly do you want from this relationship? And kind of try to feel if they're sticking to a monogamous mindset of like, I want to be married to you forever and it just be us. And you're hearing these words of like, you and I, just you and me, us against the world. Be a little more careful with the approach. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be discouraged though, and just just bring it up and just ask, like, what are your thoughts on this? I really think it's going to be very difficult for people who are already in a relationship. I think you should never enter a relationship without having the discussion because my mindset is you're dating to be in a relationship. You're being in a relationship to cohabitate with someone you're cohabitating with someone to be with them for the rest of your life i mean i think dating just to 
pastime. Like, why waste your money and resources on an individual that's yeah. not going to be there? Because dinners are fucking expensive. Ladies, mm-hmm. if your man's buying you dinner, wonderful. But shit gets expensive, especially when people drink. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I know. Especially I, I know how you and I are with IPAs. Um, <laughs> it's true. But, uh, yeah, we'll talk about beers later. Um, but, yeah, no, I just, I think really you need to have the conversation before you even get in a relationship. Because you need to figure out what is the foundation because if you're already like six months, year or two down the line in the relationship, you're basic, basically breaking the whole foundation your relationship has been on mm-hmm. and you're asking them to change it, yeah. which may not go into their principles and values. They may be receptive to it. I mean, it's honestly not an easy conversation after you've already been vested. But if you're at the start, I think just going, you know, like when you're spending a lot of time together... Um, one, be open to the concept of monogamy because let's, you don't have to be one or the other. And if you think you can be with this one person forever, great. If you don't think that love is deep enough to make you monogamous, not make yeah. you, but like keep you from desiring more. Because again, like monogamy doesn't have a hard set. Monogamy isn't three. Monogamy isn't five. It's not 15. Like if you think your love can reach certain heights, respect it and yeah. tell them, but... I think it's safe to go like, you know, hey, um, just so you know, in the past, I have uh, been in monogamous and polyamorous relationships. Um, I really like you. I want to pursue a relationship with you. But I am curious, what have been your experiences? Because um, frankly, if they're going to judge you for your past dating, fuck yeah. them. I mean, we all grow from our relationships. So if they hear that and they're like dipping, fuck mm-hmm. them. They're not worth your time. But if they're hearing you and they're like, and sorry, guys, I know it's like really discouraging to hear like, but, 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 but. Well, it's true, but sometimes, you know, it it's, it helps to hear. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very interesting to navigate. So just approach and be like, this is what I've experienced. Do you want to try this? And if for you it's hard set, like you need to be poly, okay, well, I think the conversation should be done within a month or so and be like, hey, I really like you. And then go from there. Because when you're dating, you're single. You yeah. can see whoever the fuck you want. If you get to the point of like saying boyfriend or girlfriend, tends to have a monogamous con- connotation to it. So like you need to focus and be like, hey, things are getting serious. Hey, I, t- I tend to be in polyamorous relationships. Since we're getting serious, does this interest you? Does it not? Yes, there's the risk of rejection. But I think if you approach someone with that kind of respect, because let's be honest... How many people have been respectful like that early on? Not really many. Mm-hmm. You talk to me with kindness, like as an equal, I'll listen to you. Yeah. Don't curse me out. Don't demean me. And we can have a legit conversation. So honestly, I think the gay community has been really quick to adapt to that. Yeah. And I feel like because in the gay community, there really just is no shame. I mean, I mean, there is, but I mean, like we have such an eclectic rainbow community that there's so much variation in it. I think that everyone's found comfort in being different. And I think for the hetero communities and such, I think that it really just takes people to have the conversation. Because yeah. talking isn't hard. I mean, it is, but I mean, like, anyone can do it. And if they're not willing to accept you for having a discussion, do you really want to invest in a relationship with someone that you can't even talk with? Like, yeah. I mean relationships are not all highs, you have to have lows. And if you're seeing a dark side early on, well then pull the ripcord 
Yeah. And I mean, obviously if you feel comfortable and you drink, right, have like a couple drinks and maybe just like open the door of like asking somebody maybe about their past, right? Start there and then find ways to navigate appropriately to being like, oh, like, well, have you ever had a threesome, right? Like, but see, I with think the... that's the worst idea. And really? Bear with me. Okay. Because okay. Let me know. Because you don't know how some people are when they drink. They could be spicy. Okay. So let's say for instance, hey, Maria, like, oh, you know, like our friend Alex just tell me like, his last girlfriend was in a poly relationship. Like, do you know any girls like that? I mean, you're drunk and based off your company, you may instantly have your guard up because of mm-hmm. accused or being like, let's be honest, especially okay. as a woman, you hear anything about anything non-monogamous. Yeah. There's a sexual connotation of you being a hoe. Okay. So like, I think if someone's drinking, you're not going to get a real authentic response. Yeah. A lot of people say liquor and beer is like, the, yeah. yeah, like liquid truth and shit, but like, well, I'm not saying get plastered. I just no, said like, have- but I'm saying even I'm just saying like last time, like one or two drinks. Even so, when people are drinking, I think that yeah. people either you you don't know how everyone is. You don't know yeah. if they're guarded more when they drink, or if certain words trigger mm. an innate like reaction. And the reaction doesn't have to be like anything physical, but like they could have had parents, for instance, that constantly, you know, called homos fags or homosexuals yeah. fags, and so they're hearing about Polly, and they're like. <gasps> Oh my God, that's like the sinner's work. That's non-monogamous. My parents. Yeah. What's that? You know, like you don't know what people are going to say. And that's the other thing too is poly is poly is not specifically sexually oriented. Like you're not talking about a hetero relation or homosexual. So you also need to have the discussion that I like, I think it's not a common phrase I've heard, but go like, I tend to have a heterosexual polyamorous relationship. Mm. You really need to be specific don't like if you guys are bisexual and you want to have the conversation and you're dating a hetero you know like yeah. someone who is not bisexual and you're telling them yeah i'm poly and they agree to it they may not agree to the fact that you having sex with other men but okay with women like it you really need to just be 100 percent full disclosure off the bat and i think that you have to do it like if you get them stoned Cool. People relaxed. I think drinking... Har, har, har. Yeah. I mean, but I think drinking... I mean, some people are angry drunk. Some people yeah. are nervous drunks. Like, you can't really gauge the authenticity of it. Sure. Get them stoned and they yeah. just, like... People tell you the truth. Not the like truth. But I mean, like, if they're not comfortable to... Like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. No, I but get don't that. don't press maybe, people. Yeah. I think maybe, like, speaking from my own experience, it's like sometimes it's just, like, have that, like, having the initial glass of wine to just feel like... Well, okay, you have like the amazing calm. energy that people just want to tell you things. Fair. Okay. So I guess it's reading the room, reading the situation, and maybe understanding the person that you're with and seeing if however you want to approach the conversation or whatever's going to make you feel at ease, maybe not like feeding them the liquor, but just like maybe, again, yeah. taking that sip of wine and just saying, okay, like I feel a little bit better. Or maybe like sitting and grabbing a coffee because that's where you feel comfortable, right? Like I guess yeah. my point was being in a space or being in a situation where you feel like you're confident, you're feeling at your best and you feel like you can kind of like approach totally, an interesting totally. conversation. I mean, it's like anything you want to make sure that, you know, like yeah. you're having this conversation, not the outside of a club at 3am in the morning you when know, you guys are at a shitty night, like, or an Uber. you know, like a nice Uber. dinner or, you know, somewhere where they feel comfortable because you have to remember at the end of the day, you're throwing them a major curveball. Yeah. And not like coddle them, but you want to give them the ability to properly respond. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like the respect and patience, like if they tell you they don't want to have the discussion or they keep dodging it, don't keep pushing because yeah. 
you're going to just make them put their guard up and just shut down yeah. or the reverse and just fucking do something crazy. But yeah. I mean, you, you're approaching a new frontier. And unfortunately, I think this is the, I think this group of people just really suffer the most because there's so much stigma there. I mean, like every group has their own stigma and I want to compare them, but it's, it's so difficult because like, you know, like last episode, I had clear, concise answers for you. Like, you know, like in conversations are pretty pointed opinion one way or the other, mm. but this has so many branches within branches, within branches, within branches. We could... Like, you had a statistic earlier about poly relationships. One out of five. But again, like, there's so many different groups that mm-hmm. there's not a real census because sure, there's no yeah. consistent medium of any sort. So, I mean, like, you know, like, ADD kids. Okay, they all have ADD. Mm-hmm. White people. You're white. People that with parents that are immigrants. You know, like, there's a common bonding. Yeah that that specific element has characteristics that affects a whole census group versus poly couples. You're literally just getting some dungeon and dragon dice and just rolling the decks with yeah. six different dices and just, or die and see what happens. So there's, I don't think that that's even a fair consensus or census because like one, where was it done? Where did we make sure we have groups that all had different characteristics? Mm-hmm. A- again, like it, it may have, like we mentioned California before, in divorce rates and stuff what region there's so much diversity yeah and it's not like for instance like americans where we say like oh so and so of americans because they're in a country and our country has a theme to it like really doesn't yeah i mean every person is their own author to make their own book of their relationship and there really is no simple answer to it and that's what makes this podcast so interesting because i'm sharing my experience Mm -hmm. and my family's experience but like we are a drop in the bucket. I mm-hmm. mean, we could legitimately have a thousand different couples on the podcast and everyone will have variations. Yeah. And I kind of, I would like love to talk to more people that are kind of in, maybe in another polycule, correct? Is that yeah. Called? Yeah. So I mean, Charlie would, Charlie I know and Charlie's partners as I mm. refer to them as would definitely come on. Yeah. I mean, we, again, like it, it's just, it's an amazing community and it's very interesting because you're also seeing so many different relationship practices and communication styles and different things. And I like meeting these couples because my mind is like, if you make this work, I can't even make one relationship work. (laughs) You're making 30. Like, how do you do it? How do you time it? Because you really learn a lot from them because they have to do, like you mentioned earlier, time management, communication, like prioritization. Like there's a lot of moving parts. I don't know if all these people just have fucking ADD or on Adderall or they're just freaking gifted and blessed with love and patience. I don't know, but I need to know. I know there's so many questions too. And I wonder, I wonder what's going to kind of happen as we move forward, right? In the next like five to 10 years, because again, there's a wave of, I think our generation and the generation below us that there's, you know, lower marriage rates. I think people are getting into um, less monogamous relationships. So like, what is that really going to look like? What does that mean? Again, like it goes back to the conversation of like sexuality and understanding ourselves, understanding the brain. I mean, if you think about it back in our parent or grandparents generation, that was the generation that best friends bought houses together. It was not just a couple. It was, you know, like two to four friends were like, I want to spend the rest of my life with you as a friend. There's nothing more than the friendship and they're buying houses together. Yeah. And then we came from, so they all immigrated here essentially. Then 
both their profits, which both to the one percenters now, and just everyone's placing, you know, the market. Yeah. And they bought houses. A lot of our generation really didn't pick up the college path just out of rebellion because our parents kept pushing college, college, college. And there were some studies I read of how low the college rates and admissions were, even though there's a huge wave of people, people not completing the schools because they no longer have the desire to stay in those niches. Yeah. So making less money for these Gen Xs. So these it's going to be interesting because they're either going to pick up the wealth or lose it, which then affects the housing market. Mm-hmm. And then do people, when people make less money to buy a house or houses are too expensive, are the friends going to start buying houses together? Are people going to end up in that experience and end up falling for each other and become polycules? Mm-hmm. You know, like, expo- you know, like as much as like domino theory that is and just really random and just re- how, like how probable would that be? Yeah, I was waiting for the circle to kind of come back around and it definitely delivered. <laughs> yeah, girl, no, I was, I, I had to find myself halfway through. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just, I really feel like, not our generation, but I feel like this Gen, I said Gen Z, Gen X. Honestly, I'm so awful with this and I should know. Oh, you little munchkins that are the barely ones below going us, to, yeah. below the millennials, which we are, right? Yes, we are yes. millennials. No, well, I'm just saying, is that the one you're referring to, the one right below us? Yes. Yes. Gen Z or Gen X. Yeah, yeah. Gen, Gen, bye-bye. Yeah. Um, I think they're definitely going to be the one where we're going to see a lot of changes, one with our economy, relationships. Especially like being their yeah, generation, yeah. ours, the children of, I mean, the divorce rate for monogamous relationships is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I think back in our grandparents' generation, divorce was not a real thing. Well, but, the, but then you have to think about, so as much as like Aziz Ansari had his crazy moment in um, the news, but he, the book that he wrote, he basically spent like, I think 10 years doing a bunch of studies. And like one of them was around the kind of our grandparents generation. And basically what it was reporting was how many people, I don't know the numbers, but you guys can look into it. But basically it's, it was looking at how people met each other. And it was by the grace of like, Hey, you're in my five mile radius. You are my neighbor. Like you're basically the only person I have exposure to like, we get together, let's like get married, let's move in. Woman has child, right? She doesn't have to work. Man goes off, gets deployed in war. It was very automated back. system. I mean, you, you they, literally yeah. expected to kind of meet. There were schools for girls to get husbands. Yeah. There was classes like that were mandatory in school. Right. So, okay. So my boss at the studio, Haley, thank you. It's, she gave me these little mini books. So basically they're like hundreds and hundreds of dollars online, but she bought them at like a swap meet or garage sale. But basically it's, um, the Wonderful World of New Health, Energy, and Glamour Personality and Vital Living. Basically, Are like, these the tells, books from back in the day? Basically, it tells you how to be like a deputant. Here, no. Like, I, look, okay, so some of these are... There's like how 10. To, how to become a, mo, a more popular hostess. Simplifying your housekeeping. Mind you, these are all pictures of women on the cover. Like pinup doll style. Uh, yeah, 25 cents per book. Um, gain weight. Oh my weird. God. How to add pounds and inches. Wow. So they Make up curves. and live. Uh, lovelier I mean, after 40, dancing, um, how to find your man. In, like Mona, in Mona Lisa Smile, with was it, Julia Roberts? Like, she was teaching as an art professor at a school that girls were literally going to, like, train to, like, that was their college. Yeah, Back in baby. our grandparents' generation was, you went to college as a woman mm-hmm. to find a husband. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. So, again, that mindset is, like, all of them, literally, their end goal was to be in a relationship. Yeah. Then they produced our parents' generation. Yeah. Our parents' generation... One of the highest cases of divorce in history. A parent generation is? Isn't it? 
Um, oh, no, no, no. I thought they, it was ours. Theirs was starting to... That's when... Sorry, my apologies. That's when divorce started to grow. Okay. Because divorce became more of a common concept. Yeah. And produced so many children that have experienced divorce and heartache and trauma. Yeah. So I wonder if this next generation... Ours? Is... Hold on. The, the, ours and the gen whatevers are going to view relationships, like monogamous relationships in a different way because all they've been exposed to... And I mean this for the kids that are children of divorce, but like they've only seen failed marriages. Yeah. Are they going to continue the trend? Are they going to think, well, monogamy didn't do it right, Polly? Yeah. I mean, and try different kind of facets. It's just like I feel their generation is the one to really change the concept of marriage. Yeah. Well, I mean, you even look at like, say, like Brad's situation, right? Like where he was married, he's going through a divorce and he basically got no legal benefit from getting married. So I think a lot of people are kind of like taking their out. They're like, well, we don't even understand one, like why to, why to get like a legal government involved, right? And this is just in like monogamous relationships. It is so more expensive to have your partner on your insurance than be insured separately. Seriously? Oh, my coworkers, when we um, got our company's insurance plan, yeah, for them to add their kids or add their spouse yeah was like 2.5 more than what mine was jesus that's insane and mind, mind you insurance has changed based off age and you know other factors sure, sure, sure. but i mean i would think in my mind you would pay like instead of like 100 percent for each like you maybe spent 100 percent on one and then you maybe 80 percent on the second you yeah. know like a deduction of some sort for having two people on a plan not shooting astronomically i'm like i'll have my own insurance and that's another thing now that you bring that up so then in a in a polycule maybe we're saying the one that you were in right where oh no well you had no okay, no, your your sisters your sisters yes so she has multiple partners now when it comes to insurance is she now basically only husband is involved states only well that's the thing is legally state the state only recognizes it california at least will only recognize monogamous Mm. relationships and um california no longer does ca uh common law or commonwealth marriages were basically like i think it was like if you were cohabitating for a certain amount of time in the same household with the same bills and utilities that you were basically legally married like you had the perks of that but i don't think california does that anymore but in that situation though for my sister she's legally married to an individual so that is the binding agreement got it i don't think in any states really acknowledge the rights of anyone in a poly relationship because it's not a legally binding agreement yeah the only thing i was able to find was that yeah it's basically the same thing where it says many states still don't recognize um, a domestic partnership and i guess the only thing was let's see was that the statistic you and i shared earlier no um yeah, I guess like most laws, I guess it just talks about like most laws and battles having to be against like custody because most families will have like three people in say like a polycule and then they all want, you know, their names on like a birth certificate. So I think that that's where all the stats come in. But I really couldn't find a lot on um, like the domestic partnership side, but I just didn't do as much digging. So you oh. might be able to find something. Well, here's the statistic that you and I both shared earlier. Okay. The same-sex marriage is only legal in 29 out of 195 countries, mm -hmm. just under 15% of the world. 69 countries have laws that criminalize homosexuality. 
Transgender people have an average life expectancy of 30 to 35 years. Yeah. LGBTQ plus members are five times more likely to attempt suicide before the age of 25. And uh, they get called a slur by a random stranger on average twice a week. Now, since today is the very last day of Pride Month, mm-hmm. that statistic is very... Um, Prevalent. Yeah, but I mean, but that's the thing too. Like poly relationships, a lot of them have the LGBTQ community. So it's just stacking the deck of hate. And, you know, it's, it's, these couples have it, have it, are there and over their heads. Yeah. (laughs) I think if you make it work, you are blessed. I think it's an amazing concept Mm -hmm. of being in a relationship for with and giving your love to multiple people, but also like remember the capacity you have. Mm Because, like, I mean, there's got to be a cutoff point. I mean, I I could be in a poly relationship and love multiple people. I could not with like ten, yeah, maybe two, sure. maybe. But like, it's so complicated. There's so many things to it. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any answers for you. I can't say I have like personal experience. Like, I mean, I think one of my the only thing I can think of is for me is I believe that you can definitely like love multiple people at once. Um, I can't say it's not like I'm personally like experiencing that, but I do believe it. Right. Like I do yeah. like understand it. Cause I think that there have been times where I've met people. It's like you meet people, you fall in love, but you still kind of like love somebody in your past, but the love is so different. But um, then again, I mean, just, you know, like just cause it's there doesn't mean it's applicable to you too. So I mean, yeah, it's like, that too. I'm like you, honestly, I couldn't, I don't think I'd ever see you being in a polyamorous relationship. You just no. seem the type of person where one, you don't have the time. Yeah. You, you really don't. So even if you did want it, it's not feasible. But you've always just been the type to just give one your love. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not your whole existence either. Like, you're like, I'm if I'm choosing to share what energy I have left, I got the love tank for one person. No, then that's absolutely true. I just, I personally like love monogamy. Like, do I think that monogamy can last forever absolutely but do i also think that most rela- relationships are destined to last forever no it's all so, about the the it's all about chemistry and the yeah. right fit because and again it's not just like personal chemistry like you and i can have chemistry as friends it's Ayo. about literally every decision you make and not to put pressure on that but like the concept uh, my one of my favorite phrases are people are here for a reason a season or a lifetime and if you want someone for a lifetime, you have to really evaluate everything. I think people are too rushed to date. I had an old friend, Michael, who had the best dating formula. Mm-hmm. We talked for um, a week before you get my personal number. Yeah. Three weeks, we're casually going out. After, or not three weeks, uh, three months, you're casually dating or casually going out. Then after three months, it's casually dating. At six months, you're dating exclusively. And if you make it to the year, that is the boyfriend mark. Hmm. You know what? He had a great system. Yeah. He is now married. Unfortunately, I'm not the biggest fan of that situation and I won't yeah. speak on it because I have the utmost love for this individual. Yeah. But um, he's been married for, oh, I want to say five, six years. And I don't think they'll ever get divorced. Um, but like, it's a formula. I'm not saying everyone do it, but I think his mindset was the best in the sense like he made sure he got to knew the person and they were consistently on the same page. I mean, there was checkpoints to date exclusively to go by the title of dating. Like he really was adamant about like, I need to figure it out and figure if you and I are going to be something, but also gave himself wiggle room to expose himself to other people and figure out 
what his connections are. Yeah. Because, I mean, let's be honest. We see so many people, they've gone on three, four dates, and they're, like, exclusively dating or in a relationship. And, you know, some people love that way, and they work. I think the only issue with that is people have so many layers to them. Mm -hmm. You really should figure out what's going to work for you. Yeah. And And what's the rush, too? Exactly. I mean... If you guys are worried because, of da- you know, like dating is expensive for one person, do shit that's free. Go hike. Yeah. Go to the beach. Cook dinner. That's the thing, guys. I've only known how to cook for eight months. And so that shit is... <laughs> I love it. I love cooking. I was so bored last night. I bought... Or I had Brussels sprouts, which I now love because my roommate taught me how to cook them. Yeah. But like, I always tell people, I'm like, you want to come on a date? Come over. And they're like, why not a restaurant? I'm like, why? I'm like... I. Why go out? I'm like, to me, restaurants are like when I've been dating you and know like I'm going to invest in you more. Yeah. But like, okay, come over. I'll cook you the best steak you've ever had. Yeah. and that's Broiled on 525, perfect, medium rare, some mm. potatoes or do some veggie. I mean, and it's cheaper too. I could spend 30 bucks, 40 bucks, including a few bottles of wine. Yeah. Get, you know. Of course. Price it right. Or go to a restaurant and spend 200 $300 depending how much of an it. alcoholic someone is. Like, no. And not only that, but it's like nobody's guaranteeing you to see that person again. And like, we're not saying, you know, like never take the person out. Like you said, it's like first couple of dates. And, and how intimate is that? Like having somebody over and maybe you cook together. Have that be an activity, right? You can have a real conversation. Yeah. But and then again, like I also think like, because again, the stupid bitch I mentioned on the last episode, mm-hmm. Meredith Castle, C-A-S-I-L. <laughs> I cannot. Okay. Uh, you know, she goes on dates and legitimately says she's going just for the free meal. That's honestly ruined kind of dating for me because it's just like, I'm like, I don't want to be on a date and have on my mind, are they here just for a meal? And I've talked to so many people and they've owned to doing that. Yeah. And like, I have one friend who I can forgive because like they, their student loan had reached its limit and they still had three weeks left of school. And they were like, I can't eat. Like I've, I've just gone through it. I'm just fucked. And I was like, okay. I was like, I I respect that. I'm like, you're you're starting. But I mean, like. People are users and manipulators, which makes dating hard enough as it is. Yeah. So, I mean, like, polyamorous relationship, God help you. And then also, that's the thing, too, is, like, you can choose in poly dating, like, are we going on a one-on-one date? Or is this the first date you're meeting all of us? Oh. Yeah. I didn't think about I mean, that. Right? Exactly. Can you imagine the tribunal? I'm going to refer to him as the tribunal. Can you imagine going on a date with someone and there's the tribunal of partners? Let's say, let's have a fun number. Seven. I'm thinking like seven deadly sins, so one represents each. Sure, sure, sure. But can you imagine each of them? All personalities you've never met, and you're trying to have conversations and get to know every single one. Um, I barely can handle that with one or two people at a table. Like when I do a birthday party, all my friends know like I can't talk to everyone at once. So how are you going to do that with several different people? And the tribunal is interrogating you or just getting to know you. Or you may have made a comment to one because they caught you off guard and then you have like two or three now glaring at you thinking you're disrespecting that. It's very fucking complicated. And I think Charlie, how Charlie's done it is through one-on-one experiences and slowly being integrated more mm-hmm. and more, which is great. But then again, let's say, you know, like the per- so back to the tribunal, there's seven of them. You went on a date with one. You knew about the poly thing. Okay, you got to date two. There was another. By the time you make it to six or seven, they don't click with you or you've had a fight, then 
boom, have to restart if on their perspective. Like, it is so complicated, and I have the utmost respect for polyamorous couples that make it work. Do I ever want to be in one again? Fuck no. I am too territorial. Mm-hmm. My love is meant for one. I, I don't share well. I, I didn't yeah. as a child with my toys, and I don't with my man, especially mm-hmm. if I know there's sex involved. Oh, I kill someone. That's another thing, too, because I think about, like, how do people tackle that kind of jealousy, right? Because people beds. get worried about the beds. Think <gasps> about it. The beds. Oh, motherfucker. Exactly. <gasps> there's a master bedroom. There's another bed for the the one that lives with them downstairs. So, like, what happens if some of you fall in the master? It's not like everyone has those freaking, like, 18-seater beds. You know, the ones that are, like, 25 feet wide. Yeah. So, what's the territory? Like, well, how's that? Well, their dynamic is... Um, the, the one who just moved down has their own room downstairs. But that that one is not allowed in the master, correct? Uh, no, it can be up there. But I mean, oh. like, the the husband and wife sleep in the master. But then again, like, you may have a dynamic where you're like, everyone stays in one big bed. And then you also got bitches be like, I'm a right side bitch. I'm a left side bitch. I want the center. Oh, but I want to cuddle with so-and-so tonight. But... But I want to cut it with so-and-so. There's only two sides. If there's a third one, then you're going to be fucking suffocating me. There is so much. I'm so happy I'm sedated right now or else my anxiety would be through the roof. But I literally, I think my heart, I'm not wearing my watch, but I think my heart rate just probably pounced up like 20. Yeah. So I mean, like, there's so much to it. Like, I really wish there, well, I don't even wish because I was going to say I wish there was a guidebook to it, but then fuck that because... Just because there's a guidebook doesn't mean that's what you want. Yeah, that's true. It, it's, it, there's honestly the only way it works with communication. Yeah. Because you have to, even boundaries and stuff, I feel like you have to be really good at listening, respecting, and communicating because there's going to be so many boundaries and changes and you may not click with someone, but just because you're having an issue with one doesn't mean you take it on the other or doesn't yeah. mean you place it or try to like wage war. There's a certain level of emotional maturity that is required. And I frankly think the old like phrase, if you don't love yourself and know yourself, you have no business loving anyone else. Thank you, RuPaul. Um, we love it. We love it. Yes. No, but seriously, like if you can't handle any form of jealousy like that, I don't say don't be in a relationship, but you should definitely work on yourself to learn. Like th- there's certain scenarios you can't face. They're going to go on dates without you. You're going to be on dates without them. Sometimes you're going to be with someone that you've just had issues with, but everyone else is happy, but you're not in that head. You know, like there's so much. And I feel like all you can do is just take a deep breath and just approach each situation with a fresh mind and go. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. And again, set your own, set your own boundaries too. I think that's a big one. Um, And be able to say, I'm not comfortable. That's the thing too. Cause if, you know, like just because the majority rules in something, you should be able to say, I'm not comfortable and they may not get it, but respect it and back off. Yeah. Well, that's so much information to take in, but I guess I feel like that's such a good closing note. Um, I would love to leave the floor open to you yet again to see if, is there anything else you feel like you want to mention, you want to lay down? It's okay if you say no. I no. just don't want to cap it out. And then you're like, no, I had all no. this other stuff I know. I was, I was just thinking about it. I'm like, no. I mean, just how amazingly beautiful and wonderful you are. Stop. It, I'm like, is I this your first you. sober sober 
session? Sober session? Uh, no, I usually, I mean, I always joke about the fact that I always like drink a ton and then I'll only have well, like... Well, not you, but like that no yeah. one was drinking at the table during a... I know. Uh, no. Um, there's a lot that I just like will have like a LaCroix or something like that because I feel like I just want something to sip on and I like to cheers something. So like cheers I know it's so weird luck. not cheese, cheersing, I but I'm, I'm very much, uh, oh my God superstitious when it comes to the cheersing with the water that's why i was like i looked at yours and i moved mine further away so i was like don't you dare no i would never but we can high five i do like the high five like the high five yay all right well curtis i love you thank you so much for coming on thank you for being so wonderful i can't wait for more episodes hopefully this is not as bad as the first one in the sense of time I have yet to listen to the... No, I think this one... I think this one will probably hit like an hour. I haven't even listened to the first one, but we, ta- we eh, talked for so long. Three and a half hours. And yeah. we pretty much only stopped... You wanted to go more and do this episode. Well, my laptop was dying. It was at like 5%. Yeah, like what? 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. I was yeah. like, that was my perfect time. I got back to that house. <laughs> and for the record, never sleeping at that house again. Oh, yeah. It was a brick mattress. I got my purple mattress. Yeah. Holler out to purple mattress out there. We love to see As it. As I literally have my hand in the hair, air, like I just don't care. Oh, yes. I did have a last closing statement. Yes. So I bumped into one of the, I think I mentioned it to you earlier, the, mm-hmm. the creepy guy that grabbed me in the crotch. Yes. One of the people I talk shit on, I won't say the name on now because it's too late. But uh, yeah, no. So one of the exes I had dated that I mentioned in the previous episode had approached me at a bar for the first time seeing him in a year, year and a half and just grabbed me in the crotch. Guys, if you had a bar, girls, you had a bar, do not touch anyone, do not grope anyone, ask for consent. Yeah. This is my message after a polyamorous conversation, which is the theme of everything. Respect and consent. And communication, <laughs> baby. Yes. So, no one touches you without all three done. No one hugs you. No one dates you. But someone will love you. <laughs> Just figure it out. A fucking men.